now, here's Matt Mosley. Audience, Matt Mosley, the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. And, uh, boy, I tell you, I've been looking forward to this. And our next guest, he's been... He's been discussing travel stops, uh, loves travel stops. It is Chris Plank from the Sooners Network and uh, Fox Sports Radio and every. Chris, it's amazing. I was looking at some of your interviews you did with Patty Gasso, and it's like when you put the all the different Twitter handles, it's like you're on three or four different stations. I mean, how many how many different networks are you on right now? It's pretty impressive. Too many, Matt. That's the key phrase. Too many. Um, I have I have two daughters, so I have you know double the uh, double the weddings and colleges to plan for. So it's just yeah, too many. But no, Matt. I, the the pride is being the voice of the Sooner softball team, and we're here in Waco, and I'm watching OU take batting practice in advance of what I think is going to be a fun one here tonight. Man, what do you think? What do you think of this setting? This is going to be fun. Y'all get this everywhere you go, but to you don't usually see a team that beat you earlier in the in the season. And I wondered if, you know, Baylor loved that. It was a huge thing. And I kind of wondered how OU would process that. But well, listening to that interview you all did with Patty Gasso, that's, that's interesting what she said. She says, you may beat us once, but you're not. Right. You know, teams don't normally beat us twice. And, and I, I got to say, I mean, honestly, winning one out of three against Oklahoma is like winning a series. And I think you would be the first to admit that. That's just kind of how it feels. This is going to be a raucous atmosphere. Everybody's excited about this series. Y'all get everyone's best shot. But but because of what Baylor did, this does take on a little different feeling, this series in Waco, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. I mean, absolutely. It's the, it's the one blemish on what's been an, an otherwise you know perfect season so far for the Sooners. And really, to be honest, um, gosh, one of really only two or three games that you looked at and were in doubt. You know, the the, the Saturday game against Texas, the, the game against Florida State, uh, and then obviously this the loss here to, to Baylor. And it's kind of wild, too, because it might have been one of the, the worst defensive performances that they've had. But in the same vein, you know, it's not why they, they lost the game. They just – Baylor had a big half inning, and, and Oklahoma wasn't able to answer like they have the rest of the season. So, Matt, I think they take a lot of what's happened, uh, what happened here, and it's been a motivating force for them. It's kind of helped drive them and get them, you know, back refocused. They're a really good softball team for a re- I mean, they're the best team in the country for a reason. But I think their performance back here in in February, or February nineteenth to be exact, I think it's something that still frustrates and kind of haunts them a little bit. What about that? Uh, what the Baylor player said this week—the quote about uh, something about OU—they they might be intimidated coming in here. Did that make its way back to Norman? It may have been uh, Watson. I was trying to remember which player I saw say that, and I had to kind of go back and look at it again. I'm like, did she really mean to say something like that? You know how that is. Sometimes those availabilities—you sure, yeah. can kind of. She might have even said it in a light-hearted manner, but boy, by the time that gets back to other teams, there's no light-hearted in it. It's it's a flat-out. Uh, I'm just kind of wondering: Did that? Uh, do you think that made the rounds there in Norman? That particular quote I'm referencing. Yes, absolutely, positively. 
Yes, and listen, I, I mean, for Anna Watson, she's a heck of a player, and I like you said, I don't know what the intent was, or you know, maybe they, maybe there is that where you're like, hey, they're the ones that should be intimidating. But you know, Oklahoma has been a team that this season, you know, that they respond in those types of situations, right? And the only time they haven't has been here. I, I, I go back to a game a lot this year, and it might have been one of their, you know. most mediocre performances, if you will. Uh, They went to Starkville, and they ended up beating Mississippi State, and the final score was uh, 9-3. It was a 9-3 game. And they scored all nine runs in the first inning and then just kind of coasted. And I remember, you know, from that game, you look back, and Mississippi State had said some things, and something from the dugout fired them up, and Oklahoma went out and put a nine spot on them. Now, granted, after they put the nine spot on, they they, they kind of let up a little bit. But, I, I mean, it's just I, – I don't understand having to add that to it. Hey, you won the game. It's a heck of a win. This yeah. You've got maybe you, – you, you've got two of the best non-conference wins, not just in the Big 12, but in college softball this year. Well, and three of them, right? Because you beat Tennessee twice and you beat Oklahoma in a non-conference game. But I just – Oklahoma's already motivated enough coming in off the win – um, I are off the loss here when Baylor beat him. I don't understand adding anything extra. So maybe it wasn't how it was intended, but I, I'll, I'll tell you what, it's definitely made the rounds here. That's for sure. Chris Plank joining us on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. You will get to stay in town for a couple of days here. I'm going to be sending you some various places I think you need to go mm-hmm. uh, to get some meals in. I think I will make it. Uh, I'll be out at the ballpark at the Getty, we like to call it, tomorrow uh, and uh, got to kind of check in. And I'll see if security will let me uh, peek in the booth there to say hi. But uh, the, this, te- this team fascinates me, uh, this OU team, five players. I was just looking at that list that you all had up on the website that uh, mm-hmm. on the uh, 25, top 25 finalists for a USA right. Softball Collegiate Player of the Year. Now, y'all are no strangers in Oklahoma to having a bunch of players end up on this. It's still kind of wild that you would have five, though. I mean, that's a um, that's kind of crazy. And, and the entire start, the, the entire pitching staff, right? And, and there's five <laughs> people that are listed on the pitching staff for the Sooners, but really you're talking about a three-person rotation right now. Kirsten Beal's a freshman that's, getting her time in and, and eventually if time goes right, you know, she's been trip, I guess maybe not time, but development goes right. And she's going to be in that mix too. But yeah, I mean, and, and it's not as if you're looking at numbers that you can't say are legit, right? It's not someone who's just had all they've had, you know, a handful of it bats or we're only like 20 games into the season. I mean, we're at the 40 game mark and you're talking about, um, let's just look at Jada's numbers, a 477 average. She has 11 home runs and 32 runs batted in as your leadoff hitter. 22 of her, what, 51 hits are extra base hits, right? Tiara Jennings, 436 average, Matt. She's hitting 436, and it was kind of a slow start, but she still has 10 home runs this year. And then you mentioned that, that the, the pitchers being the finalist. I mean, you're there's one ERA that's above one of those three, and we're talking about pitchers that have started 38 of the 40 games for the Sooners this year. So, it's truly as good as they were last year. I feel like this staff is better, a little deeper this year. And, um, boy, the offense offense stagnated a couple of times, Matt. We've seen some unique mm. approaches against Oklahoma, and at times it's worked. But I'm really I, – I think it goes without saying how 
how incredibly blessed Oklahoma is with a boatload of talent right now. All right, and what do you what do you all make of Dari Orm? You see some pitchers across the country. She's put up some great numbers this year. She's had some incredible moments. Um, and you saw her in that in that uh, one you know game. I'm trying to think. She had pitched one and threw, threw a perfect game in that same series. Yeah, that same weekend. And yep. yeah, that same weekend. What is it about her that that kind of differentiates her from from some other uh, you know elite pitchers that you see? Oh, I think I think she's just a competitor, Matt. I think that she's I think she's got. And this is a compliment, by the way, if, if, if you haven't covered or, or listened to softball. She's got filthy stuff. I mean, it's just dirty. Not, and that's a complete and total compliment for the kind of movement she has. She throws hard. Um, you know, the, the only issue I think that Orm, that I've ever seen her have against Oklahoma, is either A, when her defense doesn't help her out a little bit, or, you know, last year a couple of times she had walks. I mean, you you go back to her – performance in four innings against Oklahoma earlier this year. I mean, she only gave up one run in four innings and it was an unearned run. And, you know, I, I understand that we're, it, it, it sucks with the injury that took place. It is, you know, knocked out one of the best players for Baylor. And, and I, she was fantastic in the circle the last time the Sooners, uh, the Sooners uh, faced her, but I'm, I'm telling you what, man, an Orm, she's an absolute stud. And, I was trying to go back while we were chatting here. Look at 2022, when when Baylor came to Norman, Orm pitched a gym in the Sunday. Yeah, here it is, six and two thirds, only allowed four hits, uh, gave up three runs. Probably should have won the game, um, but there was a, a a mistake late that gave the Sooners more life. So I can't tell you how impressed I am with her. She's she's been one of my favorite players in the Big 12 to follow over the couple seasons that she's been here. Uh, and again, Leah Benford going down sucks because she's just so good at what mm-hmm. she does. Mm-hmm. But I, I really like Orm a lot. She's given Oklahoma problems in the past. Where does Patty Gasso, like, w- when she's out recruiting, she gets these amazing, and I'm sure, I bet she identifies these people very early on. We see these mm-hmm. great players from the time they're like seventh or eighth grade, but there's just an enormous talent pipeline. Is it really because of this program being such a national program? It doesn't matter. It's California. I think she even has California ties, doesn't she? Um, Is it just from all over? Is there any region in the country where she seems to load up on more? What what when you see all these great players? What's the what's sort of the common thing? And is there any place that they seem to always show up from? Yeah, you know, you hit hit on the head. I think there's a lot of California talent, but. You know, that's one of the things that I dig about this team right now is how diverse that roster is as far as states are concerned and regions. I mean, if you look at, and I, I won't go through the whole lineup, Matt, I'm sure your audience should care less for that, but, I mean, there's one Oklahoma player, and it, she might be one of the best players on the team in the season that she's having in Riley Boone. She starts out in left field. Then you've got, you know, California, Arizona, Alex Starocco, the transfer from Michigan, she's a Chicago product in the suburbs of Chicago. Kirsten Deal, who's probably the next wave, is from North Carolina. Uh, you're going to probably see a lot of Jordy Ball this week because she's from Nebraska, right? So it's it's not necessarily as centered as the sport used to be where it's all California and that's it. It's still really important to make sure that you recruit California 
well, but you're starting to see, I mean, I'm watching Jada Coleman take batting practice. I mean, she's from right up at the colony in Texas. So it's a very, to me, it's, it's not necessarily central in one region. I would say it's just Patty's going to go out and get the best players that fit what she wants to do. And the best players want to come play here because a, they're going to play in one of the best softball facilities that's ever going to be built in love's field and B they're going to win. And, and they're going to have a chance to potentially play professional softball if they want. So she's just – she's got it cooking right now. She is um, – she's the softball what – I mean, any comparison you want to make, she's the softball what Kirby Smart and Nick Saban have been to football. And uh, just this, this program as a whole is just really in a good spot right now. And the main reason is the championship mindset that's preached by Pat, Patty Gasso. It's funny you didn't say Lincoln Riley. You didn't mention him in that. (laughs) (laughs) You got to play defense. That's right. Chris Plank joining us from Fox Sports Radio, Sooner Sports, Sports, the uh, voice of Sooner softball. I mean, that is really cool, your association with that team. And I bet they, boy, and talking about that loves, that's funny. I mean, most times people are bragging on, especially come this direction, on Bucky's. But boy, loves know, yeah. does have those huge Oklahoma connections, and and so I kind of understand that. I, but I did see that tweet. I'm like, what's he so excited about loves for? And then I, it well, occurred to me. Yeah, fun. <laughs> I'll love you more if you pay me money. But in this instance, the, the truth thing is, the true thing is, I mean, and, and just not not making light of it, but that investment that loves has made in this program is huge. You know, it's. I, I, if, if when you get a chance, Matt, if I, I don't know if, if we'll get a chance to get you back up to Norman again sometime soon, and who knows, it, it might even be by the time it's built. But just the actual layout, when you see the square footage that's being taken up, the amount of land, the acreage, it's just it's it's wild to think how big this facility is going to be. Uh, and man, that's been a great partnership. The the Loves family, everything that they've meant to Oklahoma Sooner Athletics, and now. That pigeonhole focus in softball, it's a big deal, man. It's a big deal not just for OU softball, but I think for uh, college softball in general. Because if it works, I think you'll see more companies that will say, all right, let's go make, let, let's put our name on something here in, in Waco. Let's put our name on something here in um, Starkville or wherever. I just think it's, I think it's, it's going to show the incredible growth of this sport that will continue. Ooh, I like that. The Bucky's, Bucky's at the Getterman or something like that. We go. might go with that. Uh, this brought to you by Central National Bank. I mean, you're mentioning your sponsors. I need to mention one of my, uh, my, my presenting sponsor. And I, I would be remiss if I didn't ask you one question about spring football in Oklahoma. Uh, tell me what's going on. I mean, I, I you know, we, we monitor the, the portal. I, I saw a discussion the other day at quarterback. You've got some young talent coming in. Gabriel, I mean, if you look at some of the stats, stats aren't that bad. But obviously the win total was not anywhere close to what you're used to there. Is there excitement? Is it guarded optimism for this season? I mean, isn't that crazy, by the way, that Baylor, that schedule comes out finally, and the Bears and the Sooners aren't even meeting this year. Plank, that's very upsetting to me. Especially in a year whenever the Sooners were coming here. Um, Yeah. So it was very upsetting to me, too. I I, I will never understand that. I'll never understand sending – uh, Oklahoma and Texas to new schools and not sending them to traditional rivals. But you ask specifically about the Sooner football team and spring, yeah. and spring ball. So they got their spring game tomorrow, April 22nd, 
Um, it's a 230. There, there's been a big push around this. I think each coach can decide how they want to view the spring game. For Brent Venables, the spring game is going to be a big deal. Um, in fact, last year they had over 300 players coming back. This year they have 400 players plus coming back. It's kind of become like a reunion weekend. You know, last year they had the Baker Mayfield statue. This year they've got the Kyler Murray statue. Uh, OU has a statue park, Heisman Park, where they have bronze statues of all their Heisman winners. So this is going to consistently be a big weekend for Brent Venables as long as he's the head coach at the University of Oklahoma. Now, as far as the team is concerned, we're about to find out. Um, you know, Dylan Gabriel has had a really good spring. They've, uh, they seem to be pleased with some of the guys that have come in out of the portal. Rondell Bothroyd is the name to get to know. Transfer from Wake Forest to get after the quarterback. Um, it, it's, it's just it's going to be fascinating, man, because you saw Jaden Davis, a guy who had been playing quite a bit of corner last year, enter the portal. Um, and Brent Venables basically said, hey, he wanted to play nickel, and I, I are in the slot, I guess I should say. And I'm like, hey, we got enough guys there. And so he left. They, they were playing him outside. So is that a case now where these young guys have been so impressive, you might have a freshman starting cornerback for OU this year? Um, they, 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 they brought in Kendall Dolby. They've got a couple transfers that came in the past. But I, I just – it's a fascinating spring again because we've never ex- we haven't experienced something like this within the Sooner Nation since 1998, and a lot of people don't know how to act. But at the core of it all, Matt, there is still a very, very deep-rooted belief that Brent Venables is the man and that he's going to get it done here. So I think that's what you're seeing from this fan base more than anything. There's questions galore, but they believe that Brent Venables has done it as an assistant and he's going to come out and do it as a head coach. Well, this was fun. I appreciate it, and uh, we need to get on, do some radio together again soon. Folks, uh, listen to us on our our Fox affiliate here in Central Texas when we do those shows. Now, I don't like when they ask us to do it like 5 in the morning or whatever. That's not really a strength of mine, being up that early or being – I'm not clear-headed even in the best of hours, but certainly not at four or five in the morning. But uh, yeah, let's let's uh, let's keep after that Shapiro, the uh, the big time uh, radio executive, to get us back together. But I'm so excited to have you in Central Texas, and I'll try to peek in there and say uh, hello tomorrow. All right? Yeah, man, would love to do it, man. Matt, thanks so much for having me on. I'll talk to you soon. Hopefully tomorrow. It sounds great, Chris Plank, Sooners, the voice of. Uh, Sooners uh, softball, really a cool deal. He's uh, associated with one of the great programs in the country, and it's a traveling show, man. When they go on the road, people want to come out and see them, and in Baylor's case, they've already put a lick on them earlier this season. They're trying to avenge that, and so this is going to be really interesting. If Bears can – I think these games are going to come down, honestly, to surviving for about two or three innings. Now, if you get a couple of runs on the board, uh, great. That doesn't mean they can't come back, but you you do have to kind of survive two or three innings and then just settle into a ball game. This team, if you don't watch it, they'll put the avalanche on you, and uh, it'll be it'll be interesting. But uh, this is a always fun matchup. But with the Bears being so much improved, it's just kind of put some life back into this rivalry and this series coming into town. This thing's been sold out for weeks now, and. Uh, I, I talked to Glenn Moore this morning. I mean, he is ready. And the Bears, I, 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 I agree with Chris. I do not know. I don't think I would be poking the proverbial uh, sooner 
uh, with any comments, but the Bears are confident, and they weren't, you know, they decided to get out there and express that. All right, we're going to have none other than the legendary Waco Trib.